Welcome to Sustainability Scores, the podcast for research analyst who wants to unlock insights for corporate sustainability data. I'm your host, Vikram Shetty, and today I'm joined with my guest, Lauren, to talk about the value of... Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> for the folks who are just meeting you for the first time, uh, could you share a little bit about who you are and what do you... Yes, of course. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm Lauren. I am from the Netherlands, um, but based in Berlin, in Germany. And uh, I'm the managing director at Wikirate. Uh, we've developed a platform that makes it possible to collect insights uh, and data really about companies and their social and environmental performance. So how do they impact people and the planet? Um, and really the idea is that, you know, if I told you, I was a nice person. <laughs> you might want to check with some other people too, if they would agree. I'm just one source to give you that information. And the same goes for companies. And at the moment, most of the information we have about how companies are performing is coming from companies themselves. It's a great first source, but we want to bring more voices into that picture. So that's really what Wikirate is all about. Great. So uh, how changing sustainability reporting requirements will impact the manufacturer to just just shared how if you build on top of it how how will it particularly impact manufacturing yeah so there's a lot of changes coming and uh, at the moment there's already esg and corporate social responsibility those are topics that have increasingly become of interest over the last couple decades um but at the moment we're seeing an interesting development in the eu which is that companies are going to be expected to report about their social and environmental impacts in the same way that they talk about their financial uh, data. So they're trying to say, well, financial data is not more important than sustainability data, so we're going to bring it to the same footing. And that's going to impact manufacturers because companies are going to be expected to tell us about the impacts of their supply chains as well. Um, and that's why, even though it's EU legislation, we're going to see these impacts all over the world. Um, and in particular in Asia, which is, of course, the production hub of the world. Um, now, of course, this is a bit of a switch of gear and can feel a little bit like, you know, some folks over in the EU are suddenly starting to change our way of working in Asia, which right. we completely understand is a very strange dynamic. And at the same time, the sustainability issues that we're looking at are global issues. And so it really is about kind of bringing everybody together around these challenges and try to work together as well as we can to address those challenges. So I would say it's Besides that, it feels a little bit like an imposed mm. uh, thing you suddenly need to comply with. It's actually also an opportunity to do more and to understand how you are impacting your environment, your community, uh, and how you can really be a catalyst for positive changes. Um, so I think one of the ways in which we're going to see is that buyers are going to ask from suppliers, what is it? What is your impact? Can you give me some data on your environmental impacts? Can you give me some data on your social impacts? And so you're going to have to start to produce that data and to measure these things. Now, Wikirate is a small organization, right? We're considered micro. We're about nine people. And still, we could actually tell you quite a few things about our operation. 
How many people do we have? What is the gender split? Um, are we looking at a gender pay gap or not? Uh, what is our energy use? What is our water use? Where are the water sources that we're using, right? So there's a lot of information, even though you're tiny, that you are actually collecting and you have in your contracts with utility providers, for instance, or do we recycle our trash? Like these kinds of things we can already talk about, even though we're tiny. And then of course you have manufacturers that are huge and have thousands of employees and they really need to start investing as well significant resources in tracking all of their impacts which is probably already a little bit more familiar to them because they have they tend to have these techno technology systems already in place to measure productivity and things like that right and you emphasize on the value of this environmental data and so uh, so how how do you see this cascading especially with the longer supply chain uh, it becomes a little more challenging so so you you mentioned that how you you can use external stakeholder for their guidance and support to bring in the the positive impact. So what what would you like to say about that? Right. Yeah. So I think environmental data is a really interesting topic, also because investors are really interested. It's most of the time numbers that you're looking at, so it's easier to measure. There's a standard to follow, and so investors like this kind of information. They're used to financial data, which is numbers, so it's easy for them to integrate into their decision-making. Um, and so this is where a lot of pressure is coming from investors onto brands to provide this information. And so you'll see a lot of that trickling down into supply chain and manufacturers as well. Now, the environmental data is an interesting one because we've seen in the past from a lot of uh, different initiatives that you can get a, a case of what I call issue shifting. We're moving the problem around, right? So uh, Greenpeace, for instance, did an excellent uh, campaign on detoxing fashion supply chains. Um, and it was all about water pollution. And so they did a lot of work there and they were able to reduce water pollution drastically. And at the end, they measured and found that actually a lot of pollution had moved to the air. So by changing processes, we shifted our problem from water pollution to air pollution. And so environmental data offers this unique opportunity to take that holistic approach. And that is where I would say bring in those external stakeholders. So bring in academia. Are there universities in your region that want to help you measure soil quality, water quality, air pollution? And I mean, these are also really big programs and education tracks within universities. So they are a very strong partner for manufacturers. Right. So you either you are not uh, on blindsided or you have these people who already have been working on this area and you can onboard them and that would be a quick uh, response to any yeah, accidental exactly. shifting. Great, great they, point. They can really guide you through how should you set up your internal measuring right. and then they can do that measuring that is more external to your operations but is really an impact of your operations. Right, got it. So, so uh, following it up with that, so how should manufacturers take this opportunity head on rather than taking this as a, a challenge or a, a, a compliance? I think that that I have seen that happening. Like as company, anyone at the corporate take this as a compliance thing, you take it as a very different objective. But if you take this as a strategic opportunity, then you might be uh, the same thing in a different lens, I would like to. Yeah, so uh, because in the EU, a lot of brands will be expected by law to provide this information. And we're actually seeing a similar development in the US where the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission, mm -hmm. is also going to require sustainability reporting. It is really that your, your buyers from these regions 
are going to make it almost like a prerequisite for you to have that information to be able to work with you because they would actually be able to face legal action in some cases. So it's it becomes a part of your advertising. If you don't do it, they simply won't be able to work with you. And so it's just also about considering that business side of it. Mm-hmm. Besides, of course, the value for your community and your environment. And there, I, w- I would really stress there is also that environmental impact that if you are ending up to pollute, for instance, the water resources in your region, you will see local communities having getting sick, having to leave. And that is your workforce, right? So it's also for your own risk management to make sure that you have a strong community and a good, healthy environment that can really make it better for your practice as well and make you a better company, a more resilient company in, in these very, um, yeah, stressful times where we see so many flooding and so much, you know, yeah. we see so many hazards, uh, yeah, environmental hazards happening that it helps you be stronger. Right. And got it. And just to put a context to this, especially from the brand point of view and when the uh, manufacturing hub is in Asia, when there is like the geographical distance also, uh, the legislation differences and all. So uh, is there anything specific that like when you say when the brand is local or it's in the same geography, this the, the example that you gave make uh, like it's common sense. It's you don't need to explain it. But when there is a distance, how, how would you kind of communicate? How would the how should a brand communicate to their either supply chain or the manufacturer to kind of and make understand how it's important for them as well uh, to mm. observe this opportunity. Yeah, so if there is this kind of uh, difference, um, I would say really the important part is that a, a brand is also your partner, right? So we are in a capitalist system and in particular business, we have this immediately a competitive mindset. Right. But when it comes to sustainability, we don't want to compete. We actually want to work together. So it, it requires a bit of a shift. And we are increasingly seeing within this ESG space mm. that lots of stakeholders are coming to brands and saying they are your partners. They're not just a business relationship that you can kind of come and go whenever you please or that it's no longer just about competing on prices. You need right. to start competing on good impacts on the people on the planet. So that is one thing. The other is, of course, that you really have an interesting power dynamic there. Um, and I don't think we should pretend it's not because it really is, right? Like, um, And the same goes for brands. They will often say, well, but you know, suppliers, they supply lots of different brands and we need to comment it as a, as a community. And so I would also say industry initiatives are great vehicles for manufacturers to make their voices heard. Um, of course, there are flaws and no system is perfect, but it is a little bit about uh, finding your voice in this space. It's not something that is just being done to you. You have something to say in this as well. If you think the wrong things are being measured, then that's worth saying, right? Mm, right. So yeah, don't just uh, be the kind of reactive, but be proactive in your approach to this and really be part of that process of saying, what do we need to measure? What is the most telling information that can help us really tackle the challenges that we're facing as a society? Right. You you have already answered my next question in this. Like, because they are partners, how my next question was, what can partners do to provide due diligence? Like, mm-hmm. I think you have already uh, covered that. So do you want to uh, add something more on that? 
in when it comes to diligence engine that you can help to all your partners like as you mentioned now i see each entity even i think even the consumer in the sense is a partner right? because they need exactly. that service even if they pay even if it's an end con- uh, consumer let alone b2b consumer like they are a partner because they need a service they can't produce the whole service because they can't set up a factory or the whole thing so they they offer it so it's it's like from them so how can uh, like w- what do they need to do to provide this mm. yeah so one of the things i think that we need a lot more of is mm. standardization and that's also one of the things that wikirate works on all the time is saying well you know we see five or 10 different standards on how right. to report emissions <laughs> this is not going to be helpful right, right. and and you want to have this standardization so we constantly push for more standardization more harmonization in how you're supposed to measure and then report certain types of information so there's a lot more to be done on that the other side of it is really to look at it of a brand saying you know it's not just you don't just push that responsibility to your suppliers but you are a partner and therefore it's also your responsibility to make sure that you train your your mm-hmm. your partners on how to collect this information you make sure that they actually have the capacity to do that if you are looking at a micro or a small uh, to medium sized enterprise they don't have reporting departments right and <laughs> of course manufacturers will have to invest their own capital as well but brands can make investments too and i think it, in particular there these industry initiatives can play a very uh, facilitating role because we see brands more comfortable they have thousands of suppliers right so they're more comfortable investing uh, resources into these industry initiatives that can then provide and get this kind of access for a particular brand's partners uh to get certain types of training and and resources wow that's i think that's that was a nice uh, take on it and and it makes sense it's it's more pragmatic and uh, it it is also practical like uh, there are already initiatives that are this line and we have seen uh impact of it couple of like textile exchange and all fashion uh, uh like now we have talked about all of the uh, positives and impact word of it i just want to touch upon the challenges because mm. uh the truth is we we are in climate crisis we can't hide be, uh, like it, the time has already gone 2030 the the date is there but because of what happened in last two years things are been off rail i would say and with whatever whatever knowledge that i have seen my partner and clients so uh, and especially supply chain has has its own challenge economy so what are the data that are missing like at the very core level at least at the broad level that you have seen uh, which is common and if you have any solutions or suggestions more than well yeah absolutely so a lot of the information we see is commitments targets uh, policies and what we see very little of is evidence yeah. how do how are we actually doing in terms of making our ambitions reality right so i think that is really the biggest gap um and ultimately i mean we wikirate is an is an aggregator we bring all this information together and of course there is an in, an entity level view to that there's this individual accountability of what are you doing as an organization but really the value is in this broader picture what are the trends what things are working what isn't working and if we don't have this kind of evidence on mm. 
what techniques are working and how actually things are going, <laughs> we can't figure out what is the best practice. And we can't really share that learning between organizations. Absolutely, absolutely. That, that, that may right. Your experience kind of speaks out like you have done this multiple times and it speaks out. Any, any other uh, uh, data technology related thing that you think uh, is underutilized or underused and we have that in abundance and it's kind of, uh, like sitting on the plane side, but we are missing it. I think that you have. Obviously. Well, this is maybe a little bit like close to the Wikirate heart, but yeah. um, we really see this missed opportunity in open data and we are starting to see some shifts. So for instance, uh, there's this um, Bloomberg and Macron have indicated that they're going to have on climate and open data steering committee. So Bloomberg is a portal that collects data and they sell this data and they're starting to shift their perspective now to say the analysis is what what is worth selling, but the data itself should be free. We all should have access to this information. And a lot of groups, including our, including Wikirate, have been doing advocacy in this direction. We're seeing also the UN getting interested, yeah. the European Union. And so what is really interesting about that for manufacturers is that if we have open data, which requires more of this standardization and making sure we all are actually comparing apples and apples and not yeah. apples and pears and that we're all measuring in the same ways, right? If we are able to get there, it is actually a lot easier to develop tools that can help manufacturers do their measuring and reporting about this as well. And you'll see a lot more initiatives popping up that are there to help them. Great point. I think very nicely touched. And in fact, there is also another downside. Like there's a lot of efforts and energy goes around to collect the same amount of data. We have seen this across our client. What happens is uh, uh, some of the core data, even if for different initiative also, the company, even uh, the, the company go through uh, data fatigue in the sense like they are a participant on multiple initiative at maybe a science target one, maybe at a carbon emission one, maybe at a water and thing. And almost they have to share the policy level information to all of them, the commitments, the targets to everyone. And the data officer, I have been in a conversation with a couple of them and they share the frustration. It's, it's the same data. Why Why do I have to keep filling them again and again? Uh, very and well. there is no good answer to that, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is actually idiotic. We're just duplicating efforts over and over and we're wasting so much resources on it. So it's also about really saying, okay, guys, we all have the same goal. Now let's really put our noses in the same direction and let's take right. these steps together, right? So I think... Right. It's, it makes a lot of sense to have that open data approach and we're getting there. Yeah, absolutely. And also because of the emergence of data science and all, the, the brain now lies in a, what data model or what internal or specific problem that your organization is trying to solve and you can put your efforts and additional effort on the layer of that open data and you can work and still you will have your competitive advantage. And as they say, it's it. At least in the ESG space, it's not 100% competitive. It's more, it's a mix of competitive and collaborative that will only help us all get to. Because as you rightly mentioned, our the goal is single. Like everyone, even though they are working in different space, different area, different context, different abstraction level, but uh, we all are working towards this. Exactly. Uh, thank you so much, Lauren. Is there anything that you want to add uh, or share with the listener out there that, 
that's very close to you. Oh, I would I would just say reach out to your communities, right? We're here to help. There's lots of civil society groups. Uh, there's worker rights groups. There's academia. Um, and it doesn't matter whether they're all the way on the investor side of things or whether they're all the way on the ground, you know, in your local community. It's There's a lot of groups here to help um, and make your voice be heard. That's really what I would say as a message. Um, you are not you know, uh, someone who this is happening to, you are an active participant in this development to a beautiful future. That has been great. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Where can people find you online uh, to connect with you? Yeah, I'm I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, so Lorraine van Brain at Wikirate. Um, so yeah, come find us there. We are on Twitter, on all the socials. Um, and of course, at wikirate.org. Uh, any particular project that you want to... Uh, tell to the audience that you're currently working on anything that they look out for in particular? Oh, that is a great question. Um, so I would shamelessly plug uh, that we are actually working about to launch a facility checker, which is where we are bringing information about brands policies and commitments on wages and supply chains to workers so that workers actually know also what is it that they can do and what are the rights that they have in this space? Uh, what is promised by brands to them? So yeah, we're trying to make sure that more and more groups are, are getting the right information. And this is a fantastic facility checker that's coming up. That sounds like a promising tool. Like I will check once it's out there. and uh, Perfect. Thanks for joining me today. Yes. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. If you found this conversation useful, please join me again next time for sustainability.